Welcome to the Food Life Podcast. You are about to hear easy to prepare and fun to serve recipes plus cooking tips paired with real conversation about the issues we face every day. It's food and life. And now, here's your host, Donna Britt. It's time for Season 1, Episode 5 already, Hard Conversations Part 2. And I found it quite interesting that just last night, I was struggling with the big emotions of someone that I love very much. It was my son, and I was having a hard time just listening when I was seeing his sadness. It was triggering me, and I was wanting to go into super mom solution mode, and that wasn't what he needed. So it just, I just wanted to confess that because uh, in the last um, episode, Hard Conversations Part One, we did talk about allowing others to express their emotions and how sometimes those big emotions can be very uncomfortable. So in Hard Conversations Part Two, we're going to talk about what may be holding you up from having a hard conversation and some ideas on how you can move forward. And we'll also connect that to some wonderful comfort food. I have a delicious vegetable soup that I've been making for years that's always soothing to the soul. Soup is just soothing, especially a broth-based soup. It's typically healthy for you, and it's warm, and warming foods can be very comforting. I mean, I want to give you a cheese dip recipe. Come on. (laughs) When we're going through tough times, we want to eat cheesy, yummy stuff. But I'm going to share the vegetable soup recipe and also I think a baked spaghetti recipe from my mom. And there's nothing Italian about it, but it is just one of those casserole things that I always look forward to when I go to my mom's house. And it's something I don't eat all the time, but it's so comforting because we're really going to focus on how we can take care of ourselves in the midst of having difficult conversations and also why it's important to have those hard conversations. So are you ready? Yeah, here we go. Hard Conversations Part 2. I'm sitting down in the studio for this one. I'm not walking with Gus because uh, I needed to really be able to focus and concentrate and not slip on the ice and not hear the sound of the traffic. So what's holding you up from having hard conversations? I've been thinking about that for, for days now, and I think it comes down to fear. No matter how you slice it, you can say whatever to that question. You can answer that question however you want. But I think it really comes down to fear. And it's fear of hurting somebody's feelings, perhaps. Fear of someone's wrath or anger. Boy, if I tell them this, they're going to be upset and blah, blah, blah. Also fear of just upsetting someone else. Maybe the fear of being wrong. I know I've been in that situation where I've expressed myself. And especially if I'm dealing with another strong personality They may say, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? I've been accused of being crazy many times in my life. (laughs) It was actually the impetus to seeking some counseling many, many years ago because I was told I was crazy and I had to go find out if that was the truth. And it wasn't exactly. Anyway, so you may have fear of being wrong. And also I think, and this may cover all all of the above, is fear of the unknown. You just don't know what's going to happen if you say, this hard thing that you want to say to somebody else. And that fear of the unknown can be quite paralyzing. I would hazard a guess, and this is this is just really my own observation, is that being paralyzed by fear is 
a really big deal in our culture in this day and time. And maybe it's been this way always since humans have been around. I don't know. But we get scared and we get paralyzed. And then we kind of go through life that way. So we distract ourselves so that we don't have to deal with that fear inside or we ignore it in different ways. And it's understandable. Fear is unnerving when you're afraid your heart rate increases you you know you may get sweaty palms you you feel uncomfortable and what do you want to do you want that uncomfortableness to go away so you'll do whatever maybe it's uh eating too much or drinking too much or watching a lot of television or being on your phone you know I think there are so many ways that we can distract ourselves it's endless and we are a culture of distraction you know that's true so anyway we're distracting ourselves from our paralyzing fear so what can we really do about that fear and I had to really think about this and I don't know that what I'm about to say is the only way to deal with the fear But it's a way that I've been practicing dealing with fear. And I can tell you from my own experience that it's not easy. But sometimes these things that I'm going to talk about help me at least a little bit. And hey, a little bit's better than zero, right? So how do we bust through this paralyzing fear? Number one, acknowledge it. Just say, I'm scared of. And maybe it's something like, I'm scared of being alone. If I tell this person I'm in relationship with that I'm not getting what I need or my needs aren't getting met or I'm unhappy or I think I want to separate, I may be afraid of being alone. So say that to yourself. Okay, I'm scared of being alone. Or I'm scared of the other person's reaction. Or I'm scared of all of the things I said before. Somebody's anger. Scared of being wrong. Acknowledge it to yourself. I think there's a lot of power in telling ourselves the truth If we can do that, that's a beginning. And that's all we need is a beginning, right? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do we bust through the fear? Number two, I think it's about not being attached to an outcome. And this is huge. And this is something that I have to practice all the time because I think we all maybe are just born and and we expect something like, or we think, well, if I do this, A, B, or C might happen. And I really want A to happen, right? And we become attached to what we want to have happen. So what if we try to release that? Okay, so I'm going to speak my truth to somebody. I have no idea what's going to happen. And what happens doesn't matter. Ooh. (laughs) See? See? We're very attached to, well, what happens next? So if we can work on this phrase, perhaps, whatever happens, happens. Because what I've found out is that I may think I want A to happen and maybe X happens, something completely unexpected happens. And a lot of times the unexpected happening is a good thing. It's not always bad. Do you know what I'm saying? So being attached to an outcome, like I want to say this and I want this to happen. And I, I honestly believe that if we can just let go of the outcome and say, okay, I'm just going to speak what's on my heart. I'm just going to tell my truth. And whatever happens, happens. I believe that usually what happens is the best thing that's supposed to happen. And it's oftentimes something we could never even imagine. I know that's hard to believe, but just try it. Maybe try it on something little. 
Okay. (laughs) And again, I think we all have to practice that. So I can sit here and say it, but I can't do it all the time. You know, our minds are pretty complicated and complex and incredible. It's why we've survived as a species for as long as we have, because we can think things through and we can plan ahead. And, and I'm sure that you know, or maybe you're one, you're a planner. You're thinking long term, hey, I'm going to save a thousand bucks a month or, you know, a dollar a day now for the next 20 years so that I can retire with money. I mean, we, we, we do that. We make plans or I'm going to buy this house in this neighborhood because it's going to be great as the years go by and, and my kids can go to a good school and, and everything's going to be just like I imagine it. But think about that for a second. Things you, There's always a twist and a turn and a curve in the road. Always, for sure. You may make it a long time down your road, but at some point there's going to be something unexpected that happens. That's life for sure. We've talked about that before. So so what if for just a moment we suspend that outcome attachment when it comes to hard conversations, okay? So let's just start there. You, you want to tell somebody something. You need to tell somebody something. You're worried and scared about how they're going to react, and you're very much attached to, gosh, I just want them to be okay with it. Well, maybe they will be okay. Maybe they won't. Whichever way it is, whatever happens, happens. Maybe that's our mantra today. And then finally, focus on your truth, okay? It's never wrong to speak what is really inside your heart. I'm not talking about, you know, it's easy to say, well, this is what I think or this is my opinion and um, get into an argument with somebody or, an, or a disagreement, whatever. But to really think about what is it that you're, you're needing, wanting, to say that your truth, because if you stick with yourself, we're going back to the stick with your feelings, which we talked about in hard conversations, part one, if you just stick with your own feelings, nobody else can tell you how you're feeling. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can take your truth away from you. So your truth can't be wrong. And I'm talking about your truth with yourself. Maybe it's simple. Maybe you just Maybe it's just something that you need that you're not getting, and it's okay to have needs and to get them met. That's okay. I think, um, you know, I I struggled for a long time and still struggle somewhat that everybody else's needs were more important than my own for whatever reason. And and that can, that can, that's not always a bad thing to be able to be nurturing and take care of others. But honestly, you can't really take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. And that goes for parenting. Um, you, you honestly cannot really take care of your kids unless you've taken care of your own needs, because you know, what's going to happen is you're going to hit the wall. You're going to be so tired and you're going to be so strung out emotionally. You're going to lose your temper and you're going to end up doing things that you didn't want to do anyway, maybe yelling at your children or overreacting to something silly. And it's all because you didn't take care of yourself first. Like maybe you did need a nap while the kids were napping instead of sweeping and mopping the floor. You get what I mean? Not that you don't want the floor to be clean, but basic needs. You know, we need to be fed and we need to be clothed and we need to get rest. Sleep is huge. I went through this wellness training 
and it w- it's a peer-to-peer group. It, it's a Stanford thing, actually, and I, I believe it's in every state. It's a Stanford program. And people get to come to the workshop for almost no money or free if they're dealing with things like a chronic condition. And it's it's really um, about helping them learn about how you can just still live your best life, even if you're dealing with something difficult that's never going to go away. And the number one, the first thing that happens in that training and the first thing that you talk to your peer students about is sleep. Most of us don't get enough of it. Most of us are sleep deprived and we are struggling because of it. So getting rest is huge. So that brings me back to what I was talking about. Focus on your truth, whatever's in your heart that you need to express, express it. And, and, and the reason that I kind of got off on the tangent about taking care of yourself and your needs, because you need to do that. Okay. That's really, really important. You can't even know what your truth is if you're not taking care of yourself and your needs. And then have a safe place to go after you say your truth, have a refuge. And when I say safe place, it could be a physically safe place. If you're in a volatile relationship, if you're in some sort of physically threatening relationship, please, there are all kinds of helplines and, 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 and safe places and all of that. So, so get that support that you need. Okay. Don't try to do it by yourself. Or maybe it's just an emotionally safe place. And maybe it's just a, you know, a a chair in a room in your house where you can just go sit and chill out. Or maybe it's going to see a friend or your family or something, but, but know that you have a safe place to go once you say your truth, if you need it. And then finally, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, no man is an island. And to me, that means that we're supposed to be there for each other. And it's easy to be there when everybody's, you know, in a festive mood and having a party. But it's really about being there when it's hard. And if you've had, if you've spoken your truth and had a hard conversation and you're upset about it because the other person got upset and you, that's, that's the time to say, Hey, Hey friend, can we go have some tea? Can I come over and, and, and sit on the couch and watch movies with you and just, just hold my hand, whatever it is. Don't be afraid to ask for help or if it's professional help you need. And again, your County health department, no matter what County you are in and whatever state in this country of the United States of America, there's a county health department and they have mental health and health resources that are free or affordable. So just just know that there are ways that you can get your help uh, without spending a lot of money because I think that's what happens. Um, people can be in a, in a situation where financially they're struggling and they think they don't have the money to pay for help, but they're is help there. So get the help you need. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. We all need help sometimes. Nobody is beyond needing help, I promise. So that brings me to the comfort food. Warming, nourishing food. And I, I really do want to talk about um, my, I call it mom's mom's best vegetable soup. <laughs> and this is a recipe, a very simple one, that I came up with when my kids were in high school. And it was something easy and homemade that I could do pretty quickly and and they loved it so um that's the recipe i want to share you can get the full recipe at donnabrickcooks.com but i'll just sort of give you a a quick overview of it you're going to start with the typical things onion green pepper or red pepper or yellow pepper carrot celery garlic 
salt and pepper and uh, some oil. It can be olive oil, canola oil, whatever kind of oil you have. And you want to you want to season your veggies with salt and pepper and soften them in a big pot. Okay. And then after they're softened, which doesn't take very long, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, you want to add some other veggies. And the ones that I add for this one include a sweet potato peeled and diced, a can of corn, a can of kidney beans, a can of stewed tomatoes, and then water, four to five cups of water, and maybe a bouillon cube. Or you might want to just do part water and part chicken broth or veggie broth that you can just buy in a carton um, or all broth if you want to do that uh, but but what what if you use water you'll just want to cook it a, a little bit longer to get the flavorings in it so so broth water whatever or a bouillon cube works you after you've softened those uh, original veggies you're going to add your sweet potato and then you're going to pour in the rest of the veggies and the water and you're going to simmer it for about an hour that's it yeah. And we opened a couple of cans, but that's okay. You wouldn't have to use the canned veggies. You can use all fresh if you want. You'll just need to saute them and soften them. Whatever fresh veggies you use, here's a tip. Just soften them a little bit first before you pour in the liquid and before you, you simmer. Because if you just put raw vegetables in a big pot of water and boil it, you're not going to get any flavor. So the trick to the flavor is to soften the veggies in some kind of oil and season them with salt and pepper. And if you want to go crazy, I mean, you could use Italian seasonings as well, or maybe do something a little Southwestern and use some chili powder, um, some red ground pepper, or maybe you want to go another direction, maybe some curry powder. So whatever flavors you want to go for, put those in in the beginning with the salt and pepper while you're softening the veggies, okay? And then when you add your broth or your water or whatever, and you, you simmer it for a while, you'll get the, the best flavor. Making a soup, whether it's a veggie soup or any kind of soup, it's about building layers of flavor. And it took me a long time in life to learn that. But it can be as simple as you want it to be. And maybe you just want less veggies. This one's pretty full of veggies. It was my you know trick to get my kids to eat more veggies. Well, actually, just to get myself to eat more veggies. But you could have fewer. And uh, again, you can go any direction that you want to go. Just pick some of your favorite veggies. <laughs> and experiment. don't be afraid to experiment. I mean, some things don't go together. But in veggie land... A lot of things go together. And the other recipe that I think I'll post is my mom's baked spaghetti, just because it's this fun, yummy casserole. Everybody in the world loves it. And it's super easy. It's one dish. I, ha- I love casseroles. I know it's pretty old-fashioned and old-school, but I have such fond memories of growing up in a big family. My dad was from a family of 10 kids, and there were certain times of the year. Mostly Easter is the one I remember most. We would all get together and... And we would have a big Easter egg hunt outside on our farm, and we would have a big softball game, and it would be a potluck. And my aunts brought all kinds of big old casseroles, and they I just love it for some reason. Some people are anti-casserole. I am pro-casserole. So the baked spaghetti is my casserole contribution to this particular episode. <laughs> I also may have some suggested readings, um, books and things like that, although I haven't been reading too much lately. But there are some that I've read in the past that I think might help you with just speaking your truth and making sure you are taking care of yourself. Because if you take care of yourself first, you're going to be able to take care of others, right? And we are all in this together. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.